if you got a bunch of old footage, whether it's on the you know, VHS or film, and it's just collecting dust and you want to transfer it to digital, head on over to avgearguide.com. Reach out to my man, Gray. He'll handle it all for you and get it transferred over. You don't have to worry about losing it forever. You know, it's obviously some footage that you care about. You kept it. Just have them transferred over. It'll all be done. And if you mention this podcast, you'll save 5% in your order. It's a win-win all around. So head on over to avgearguide.com, avgearguide.com. What's up? Welcome to the No Mongo Podcast, a weekly show about all things skateboarding. Happy Friday to you. My name is Rick Beta. just want to give a quick shout out to Craig Green. He's just one of the OG listeners out there, and I just, I appreciate you, man. So I want to give you a shout. So Craig Green, much love, man. You can follow along on social media at Rick Beta, that's R-I-C-K-B-A-T-A, or email the show, nomongopodcast at gmail.com. So Real Skateboards presented us with the latest from Ashad Ware, and it reminded us just how sketchy all of us skaters are. Yeah, including you. You know, Mongo Pusher or not, we are all so damn sketchy when we're riding on four wheels, aren't we? You're, you're like nodding your head. You're like, hell no, you, talk, you speak for yourself, Rick. It's like, how and why is that... <sighs> And why is it that Ashad is the only one that gets to skate like that? I guess is what, what I want to say. Why? Why is he the only one? How come I can't at least like ride away from my no comply 180s with style? Like Ashad does. For everything he does. It's not fair. Obviously I want to talk about his 10 minute edit. But I kind of found it hard as I just geeked out on every trick he did. Every single line. You've heard me say that before, like, oh, every this, every that. It's true. It's hard not to love this dude, right? I mean, he seems like someone you'd meet and instantly get, like, a great vibe from him, right? You you know, you don't want to leave the room. You want to migrate to him. He just, you know, sucks you into just his presence. And he's also very easy to root for, too, which I had to point out because it's true. Like, you want this guy to succeed. He's just, and he is doing just that. I'm not, don't, don't get me wrong. He's, he is succeeding. You know what he reminds me of, though? You know how when you're you're doing, like, an amazing job at work, and it, when it comes to, like, your review, you know, your boss, you know, tells you that, well, you know, we, here at this company, just insert your company name, we, we can't give out, we can't even give you exceeds expectations for every single category, Ashad. We can't. You can't do that. I mean, everyone has room for improvement, right? So he or she, you know, jots you down for a lot of like meets expectations, whether it's like a three or whatever number. So normally it's like one through five, right? So we can't give everyone fives. We can't get no one, not, no one's perfect. No one, not everyone gets exceeds expectations. So you get a couple meets expectations a couple times and, you know, but telling you in person that, you know, it's, it's basically a flawless performance. But we have to mark it down like this. It's just, we have to. I'm sorry. What do you mean? This is just the way it goes. You know, like one of those kind of performance reviews. You know what I'm talking about? Well, Ashad is kind of like that. I mean, how can you hate on this guy? And if you did, what would be like the main reason behind it? Like, or if you do, I should say, if you do currently hate on this guy, what is it? 
I can't think of anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, actually, maybe. Maybe you hate jorts, right? You know, that's true. Yeah, I know I think about it. That could be one. I'm not a fan of them. I think of, did I try wearing, I think maybe I wore them one pair back. They just don't, I, I don't like wearing jeans in general. So I don't like the texture of, of, of just jeans maybe every once in a while, but the jorts too. But then again, I'm not the, like the in the jort age bracket or demographic anymore. <laughs> I'm actually at the age bracket where I can wear whatever the hell I want and I don't care anymore. So that's kind of a good bracket to be in too. I don't, I don't need to impress anyone. Hell yeah, I'll wear Nikes and Adidas pants. I don't care. I'll wear Vans with Nike sweatpants. I don't care. Whatever. So I'm kind of in that dem- demographic where I just don't care. <laughs> but much like a shot, if, if you still rock them, more power too, you know? I love cargo shorts, right? Another, like, people hate on cargo shorts, but I love them. Always have, always will. I'll be wearing them until I'm 95. I don't care. But I guess that's it, right? That's the one and only thing I could think of for Ashad's performance review, you know, in quotes. You know, he'd get at least a, what, a five per six, you know, five to six percent raise at least, right? With this performance review. Remember, there's, you, you can't give him, uh, he exceeds expectations, but you got to take care of the guy too. So he, he meets him, or he's, he's, he's great. He's like a three or a four out of five. Can't do, maybe do a couple fives. So get him like a five to six, maybe even an eight percent raise. No, uh, this is a hypothetical. No pressure reel. I'm not putting it. Don't, 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 you know, take me word for word on this. But I would put down in the notes that Ashad is a great asset for the company and always a pleasure to work with. Hell, I'd even jot down that he has, maybe he has potential for a promotion down the road. It's all hypothetical. This isn't a real performance review. No pressure reel, like I said. But that's my, you know, like, analogy to trying to compare Rashad, trying to break down his video to like a perform to a performance review where you can't you, I don't have anything really negative to say. So with that being said, here are some notes that I did take along the way. So like I said, this video is about it's about just under 10 minutes long, you know, with the credits and all that. And I my guess is that everyone tuning in right now has seen it. But if you haven't seen it, I'll put the link in the notes below. Go check it out. And let me know why you hate on Ashad. Because that's probably the only reason why you haven't seen it, right? Is it the jorts? Are you, are you agreeing with me? Oh, Rick. Yeah, Rick, dude, it's the jorts, man. I can't I can't do it. Well, you have to you have to get past that, because trust me, you're missing out. But I liked how they opened up, you know, they were at that rail. I can't remember the spot, but everyone basically destroyed that rail. Everyone. They all got a trick. Even had Jamie Foy in there, you know. They all and they all made it look so effortless, which kind of happens to be, you know, the common theme throughout this this movie that we're gonna experience for ten minutes, right? But I love that opening line, you know, and especially how the grind sounded. Like I was had my headphones in at the time because I watched it on my phone, but then watched it on the TV later. But that's such a great sound when done right on and on the right kind of terrain. It's just, sounded so it sounded it was a smooth grind and that hard flip he does at least to him looks nothing like a hard flip at all it's like we we should almost just for him rename that trick you know when he does them say it's a and a shod flip yeah here we go we all know that's his a hard flip because they're not hard for him at all it's ridiculous let's see what else did i write down oh that long ass nose slide minute 32 i was just like 
Who does those for that long? Oh, and that high. Shad does. But uh, the main thing I want to point out is that one must have felt like so awesome to do. I mean, the longest frontside nose slides I've done are probably, I don't know, a foot. <laughs> They're just so awkward because they the board just slips out from underneath me, you know? Yeah, frontside nose slides and board slides. They're just they're just so awkward. But that one must have felt so awesome to do. Oh, and how about that night footage at about 250? Yeah, anyone else get Operation Ivy's Bad Town stuck in their head after, you know, seeing that line? They're like, no, no more, no, Bad Town. No more Bad Town. It just had that vibe to it, right? Remember Sal and Matt Hensley skating? You guys know the reference, come on. But yeah, Operation Ivy, I was stuck in my head. I was like, yeah, dude, is that a nod to, to H Street? No, maybe, maybe not. Just a coincidence? I don't know. I was cracking up for this next one, though. <laughs> you know how they say animals can sense danger? Well, they're correct, right? I mean, for the most part, if you own animals or you've been around animals, you can they can, te- they can sense things before we even do, like an earthquake. All of a sudden, cats are running or going crazy or a dog just kind of bolts out of there or hides. You see the look on that puppy dog's face? It was at 323. Right before that, it was a perfectly executed fake flip. Okay, I want to point that out. Nothing happened during that trick, right? That dog was sensing danger, though, because he knew something was up, right? But it, like I said, it wasn't the trick that he was worried about. We all saw that he executed it and, and landed bolts, and it was perfect, right? As he as as expected, you know, his, his exceeds expectations to a review. I mean, that one was so good. I mean, he caught and kind of descended, right? He started making his descent down to the uh, the ground around seven stairs in. And at that point, he was all locked in, ready to land on, you know, on all four wheels. It was just beautiful. A wonderful moment in time. That is until he got completely ragdolled seconds later. That tall-ass fire hydrant came out of nowhere, right? I was like, ouch, Shad. That one got my mirror neurons firing on all cylinders. The pedal was like, I wouldn't do that if I were you. You know, kind of like seconds before. Just look at his eyes. <laughs> he saw that pain coming too. He he, <laughs> that looked painful, and, but it was and hilarious at the same time. <laughs> but really painful. It's kind of like wasn't that a shot to the, like the kidneys? You know, I, I've mentioned before, but you know, it's one of the, you know those toys that the old school toys you push the bottom and the the figure just collapses. Yeah, that was that's what pretty much a shot did and looked like. I mean, he was down for the count after that impact. And notice when they edited that, they didn't want us to see what happened after. It's like a shot down, protect a shot at all costs. <laughs> uh, if you've all, if you would have only paid attention to the dog, the dog was trying to tell you the whole time. Don't do it. Put a put a pillow in front of it. <laughs> so that was funny. But then, you know, of course, seconds later in the video, he is seen doing a massive switch front heel. And guess what? He landed it perfectly. Seriously, I'm shaking my head right now. Straight up ridiculous. And then moments later after that, after that same spot, he busts out a switch hard flip down the same set. Switch hard flip, okay? Landed perfectly. Bolts, baby. Bolts. I tell you, Ashad is constantly exceeding expectations. He's one of those rare humans that you, you, you know you should be giving him exceeding expectations reviews, but you can't. That's him. The next line 
took me a few views for my brain to register. Yeah, 3 minutes, 55 seconds. Starts off with a nice back tail to a kickflip front nose to 180 to a well-timed fakie heel where his shoe just barely makes it over that structure. <laughs> Did you see that? And I think it was only like, there's only a few moments in the video where they're, they slow mode it. That was one of them. And I'm like, what's the meaning behind this? And you do, upon further, you know, observation, investigation, you notice that. So close. I think they had the song, what was it? True. True. Got that stuck in my head, too, while I was watching that. My favorite line of this video, it was at 4 minutes, 51 seconds, and it wasn't the trick selection, not for the spot selection, but for the fit selection. I mean, he was giving off some heavy, like, LL Cool J vibes there, right? Like, I'm going to knock you out. Mama said knock you out. Don't you call this a lyrical. I don't know the lyrics all that. I'm going to take this itty-bitty world by storm. Yeah, see? I, I saw it. I saw it, Ashad. Nice LL Cool J vibes. There. The hat, the chains, maybe just me. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I, I that's what I felt, so I had to state it. And with all this being said still, it, I'm surprised that it took me five whole minutes to laugh out loud. It, it was bound to happen, right? You know, I and you know you know me. If I'm laughing out loud, it means the, the what I'm seeing is so ridiculous that my I just kinda explode. Like my brain just goes cuckoo because it's just so hilarious how someone could be so skilled. I just couldn't hold it in any longer. <laughs> but I was like, it was right five minutes in. I was like, do you see the size of that back big spin? Just the fact that he didn't get any additional pushes once he ollied up that ledge, he had no chance. There was no turning back then. He had to push up to it with all that speed and make it work. But he's so good that he he can't, he had enough speed to carry the whole way and fly across to the gap to the street. That was insane. And then it just became like a full-on comedy after that. I was just laughing. That switch backflip at 509. I was cracking up. Fakey front heel. 512, cracking up, questioning my sanity. However, my favorite trick of the whole entire video is an ollie. Yeah, that's right. It's an ollie. I mean, not your basic ollie, though. It was that drop-in. It was the drop-in to gap ollie, 8 minutes, 13 seconds in. That was so gnarly. <laughs> Who goes to that spot and thinks like, yeah, I think, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to prop this little, uh, uh, prop this up here with a board. I'm going to ollie into that over the bank and land on the bank and you know yeah. oh we'll put a sign down the bottom it'll be fine and if you think about it there's not much room for error there too think about how precise he had to be for the right the right drop in the right pump and because he had no time to push and the gap to get up and over it was a huge feed right i mean he, he barely got over you know then the shot proceeds to land onto the bank and on the other side and just, you know, like I said, just barely making it over. But that angle, it gave him just the right amount of speed to get up and over. You know, I wonder how many takes it, it, it took for him. Maybe two, three, four? Can't wait to see the rough cut on this. I mean, the rough cut is probably not going to be that long. It'll probably be like, what, a minute long? It's not going to be sketchy at all, but can't wait to see it. As I said, though, earlier, I could go on and on and on about every trick, every line in this video. I can go on about his style and how he makes it all look way too easy, but I won't. We all know this, right? It's common knowledge, so I'm just kind of like 
preaching to the choir is. They say, yeah, Rick, we know he's good. He, he, he's just a pure, raw talent, right? That's all this guy is, just pure, raw talent. And keep in mind, we didn't even see any transition footage in this one. Imagine that for a second, right? There most likely will be, what, more shot footage in the next, what is it, nine months or so? It could happen. And I can't wait to see it. Let me know your thoughts on this. Did you enjoy it as well? Which I probably assume you did. But yeah, let me know your thoughts. Damn, I probably could have talked about a shot the whole episode. You guys, you guys still awake? It's crazy. So good. So next up. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Should I put in this sound sound bite? Yeah, let me put it in. What the hell were you thinking? Now that that's out of the way, the Barracks debuted their brand new weekly show called The Skate News. And let me tell you, I was hesitant to watch this. I was really hesitant to watch this. Just from the comments on IG and Twitter and even the comments on YouTube. I was actually I was terrified to watch this. But I just had to. You know, I just had to see how bad it was. It's like when you drive past an accident, you can't not look, right? You you you're like, "Oh, what's going on? What's this? What uh, you have to look." So I finally watched it on Wednesday. You know, two whole days after it went head to head with the Shaw's latest edit, like I mean, they were already doomed when they decided to drop it on the same day. You know, mistake number 1. If you know a Shaw's releasing a video, you probably don't want to release it on the same day. So they did that. But but part of me was like, they probably did this on purpose, you know, so they can get clicks and or get like the barracks trending. You know, even bad publicity is good publicity, right? Is what they say or what? I think that's how the phrase goes. So which is kind of like partly true. Maybe they truly are gunning for, the, you know, the likes of skate line and hate line. It could happen, right? OG McGee is coming for you, too. I can see it now. So as I said, I watched it. It's sober too. Sober. Because I was trying I'm trying to be good during the week, trying not to have any, you know, beer, booze, or anything during the week. And it's working. So I watched this sober. <laughs> so keep that in mind. I mean, generally, you know, if if you if you have that's why at comedy shows they ask you to, you know, two drink minimum. They even like a comic that's bombing, you might get a couple laughs because the person's, you know, intoxicated, right? So I was sober. I would have been a tough critic regardless. Maybe if I was a little, you know, had a beer or two, a little bit looser, I would be like, okay, but so I didn't have anything. So I wanted to go at it with a clear mind. And regardless of all the comments saying like, I couldn't get through it. I had to bail out. It was cringe. What are the barracks thinking? That meant, that just basically meant that I really did need to watch it. So, because you know me, I like to try and find, I try at least one positive thing to say about, you know, most things, right? You know, for example, when I'm watching a movie, you know, that I'm not vibing or even a movie or TV show that I'm not vibing, I'll try and find at least one good thing to say about it. Unless it's like the spirit. But because only because as a writer, I know how much work goes into the screenplay just the production, there's some making the movie. I'm just getting a movie made in general is a miracle in itself. So I decided to approach this new series with that in mind, okay? So with that being said, it was pretty tough to get through. <laughs> Not going to lie. But 
But I made it all the way through. It was like almost seven minutes of, it was painful. However, you know my crazy brain was firing off questions the entire time. You know it. I could barely remember what OG McGee said. <laughs> Something about battle at the barracks 12. What, were the, what was the news? I, 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 I honestly don't know. <laughs> he had some other fire takes. I don't remember anything about what he said. I just kept wondering, where did OG McGee come from? Has he skated before? Is he a Mongo pusher? Is, was he sponsored? Is he sponsored? How long has he been skating? Or does he not skate at all? What's his knowledge of skateboarding? What's his backstory to getting higher at the barracks? <laughs> These are some questions that I want answered, damn it. And maybe they'll be answered in the next coming weeks. Maybe not. Probably not. Most likely not. I do give OG some credit, though, on his segues. I was like, all right, you know, he seems like a natural. You know, especially during his remember sorry kind of segue. You know, don't think I didn't notice that. D3, or what's your other name? My guy does have to chill on the insults, though. And I was like, I mean, we just met the guy, and he's already taking shots at his brand-new audience, calling them snot-nosed brats. Mistake number two, McGee. At least win them over first, you know? You got to kind of, you know, unless that's going to be, like, your brand, you know? Maybe that's maybe that's going to be his MO, the whole thing. I, I'm, I'm just basing this off the first episode. I feel like, though, and a lot of you guys are going to hate hearing this, I think we need to give them at least six episodes. Just give, don't pass any judgment, whether this sucks or whether it's good. Give it six you know, episodes, just kind of have them settle in. One of my favorite shows of all time, Parks and Recreation, didn't really find its way until about episode six as well. And that's one of the greatest shows ever, one of the greatest comedies ever. So just be patient, I say. Maybe OG McGee will win over tens of you in the next year or so. It could happen, right? Stop laughing. Stop shaking your head. He does appear to be very you know, comfortable being on camera, so there is that, right? What if OG McGee becomes a household name like Tony Hawk and he's selling us like NFTs in the future? Just saying. Could have all the sponsors, you know, skate news is like like skateline just gets demolished and you know, Gary Rogers says, you know what, I'm done. Even gifted haters like, I'm throwing in the towel, I can't do this anymore. I say give the man a chance. Let's see where OG McGee goes with this. I'm willing to commit like a few minutes of my time to kind of see how this unfolds. You know, I don't know how much per week they're gonna do these, how long they're gonna be. Will it knock off Gary Rogers and Skateline MBD? Uh, hell no, it won't. But I think it does shine like some major light as to how difficult Skateline is, though, right? And I've mentioned this before. Cramming in multiple funny moments and takes and just knowledge and skate history and you know uh, contemporary jokes, all that into three minutes is tough, right? We know that now. We say, if you compare the two, OG McGee to Gary Rogers, night and day, which one's better? Which one nails it every week? And Gary's was only three minutes long and changed. This one was six minutes. <laughs> one thing I did appreciate, though, is if you stick around long enough, which I highly recommend you do, that, namely, you know, stick around the entire show, you'll get to the main reason why they made this new series. And even if you can't stomach it, you're saying, Rick, hell no, dude, I'm not going to do that. 
Just jump ahead to five minutes and nine seconds. I'll save you five minutes and nine seconds of your life, and you can hear it for yourself. That is clearly a nod to Skateline, you know? So it's like, game, recognize game. <laughs> yeah. As he said, it's just an homage, even though it's been done before. You know, in regards to anyone claiming that they're copying their style, their look, their podcasts, etc., etc. You know, they're paying an homage to Skateline. And I get that. I respect that. As, as tough it was to get through it, it kind of makes sense. You know, but it just fell flat. Flatline. Oh, yeah, there we go. Caught flatline. But it got me thinking, though, like while on the topic of borrowing and copying or stealing or paying homage, how about you guys also pay homage to Four Wheels Live? Can you just copy their, their style over there, too? Because I didn't get clear enough of the episodes to enjoy for that. That was what? There was like three or four? Can we? And I notice how I'm adding myself into the mix now. Can we pay some homage to that show? OG McKee can be the host, you know, replacing Eric Braggs, you know, trying to match his style and sense of humor. <laughs> who do we get? Who should we get for a, a Sydney though? <sighs> so what do you think, Steve and Eric? Do we have something here? I'll help out as much as I can. Maybe we can even incorporate like my name into the mix. You know, I know I'm, it, you, you don't get things unless you ask for them. I'm taking a shot here. This is a big shot. This is a big swing. Maybe the B-A, right? And we can spell it B-A-E-R-R-I-C-S. Barracks. The Barracks. You know? I'm just trying to pay homage after all, you know, to, to what you guys have done too. So let me know your thoughts. I, I downloaded this Caffeine app. I haven't logged in. I don't even know if it's a subscription-based service yet. I don't know anything. But let me know your thoughts. Are you going to watch this? Are you going to watch? I mean, they got a, they've since released a bunch of other stuff. They got It looks like they're tackling a lot of different things at one time. And I'm curious to see how they're going to pull it off. How long are these going to be? How long are the skate news going to be? There's like two different kind of shows. They got like uh, a trick contest. There's there's so much stuff coming out that it's almost like overwhelming, right? But I'm going to try my best to follow, follow along with it because I think a lot of you guys have, you know, checked out or done, at least from looking at the comments. So if you want to hear more about it, if you want specific things, let me know. Point me in a direction. Kind of turn my shoulders. Say, Rick, maybe look at this. But it was tough to get through. So, But we'll see. Who knows? We'll see. The, the ball's in your court, OG McGee. Now what are you going to do with it? And finally, speaking of segues and shows. Let's see how I did that. Oh, damn. I'm just patting myself on the back right now. Jenkins released another episode of Date a Skater. It was this past week. And you know I was all over it. I think I mentioned last time. Anytime they put these out, I'm going to try and hype this bad boy up too. Oh, quick update. The team over at Jankum never did get back to me with my ideas of the show. I had some great ideas, some pitches that I put presented. They never got back to me. So I was back on episode 147 if you want to go back and check it out. See if it was worthy. I had some pretty good ideas. But it's all good. It's all good. I'll still be waiting for you here when you guys are ready. No pressure. But in the meantime, I'm still going to hype up this show because I love it. So this time around, they had Haley and Chris. And although I'm not going to ruin it for you, let me just say this episode was a, a bit different. It had a way like calmer and more mellow vibe to it. Only because both of them, coincidentally, don't believe in consuming uh, liquid courage at all. 
So it made it a little interesting. You know, last time, episode 147, Ian was on there and he do was a little drunk, making a lot of jokes. It was fun. But it's a totally different vibe when they're sober. But it was actually a great moment when they both kind of found out that they had that similar lifestyle choice. So that was a cool moment. I'll give them that. I was like, very cool, Haley and Chris. Yeah. But, you know, I'm still a big, a big fan of the show. I want to see it succeed. But I wonder if they should incorporate, they had a little bit, but some actual skating into the date on occasion. You know? Here's another pitch I'm adding to my, my long list here. Maybe they do a, maybe they hit up a local curb. You know, or a scene maybe pushing Mongo together, or they're on the ride in the board. Oh, what's that scene? Was it in Thrashing where like he's sitting down, or maybe she's sitting down on the board on her butt, and he's pushing her through the city? You know, stuff like that. You know, pay homage to that. Pay homage to Thrashing, or play like a game of date, yeah, something like that, right? Let us see some tricks, damn it! <laughs> but that'll spice things up. But you know, I just I don't know. And can we get an update on Raven and Ian now that I think about it from the last episode? Thanks in advance. Did, did that work out? How's Raven doing? I kind of have an idea how Ian's doing. I've been following him all along. But yeah, can we do that? That'd be cool. Thanks in advance. But yeah, check out that show. I'm going to put the, the link in the notes below as well. Oh, and one last thing. This is hot off the news. Hot off the presses, I should say. Ryan Lay announced today that he is leaving Welcome Skateboards which is very interesting to hear. Not that I don't think he'll land on another board company or anything like that. I mean, if he wants. I'm sure there are plenty of board brands that will bring him on. But I'm thinking, will this be the end of shaped board, Ryan Lay? Right? Because you know Welcome Skateboard is like the king of crazy shapes, right? I'm wondering if he wants to keep that going or move on to the popsicle side again, come back to the dark side. Otherwise, you might have to hit up, you know, Black Label or Heroin or Street Plant or Beg Sea Rat to make something or No Mongo Skateboards. You know, he rides a he rides an 8.6 too, so it's not too common of a size. But I'm just, I, it will be curious to see where he ends up. You know, I, I think he's still got a ton of skating in him. But one key sentence sticks out to me from his social media post. It's quote. I had just about thrown in the towel when I got on Welcome, and now here we are all these years later. End quote. And I don't want to read too much into that, but, you know, selfishly me, of course, I want to see Ryan skate, like, for forever. But we'll see. So I had just thrown in the towel when I got on Welcome Skateboards, and now here we are all these years later. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. Hopefully that's not a, a, a sign or a... a Subtle message, but be sure to see him ride his, you know, 8.6 welcome board like a beast in his latest edit, though. Okay, so great job in that part. Ryan killed it as usual. Dude's got a, 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 an insane nolly. He could pop like a madman. And huge props on getting your girlfriend to be your spotter for that huge back 180. Yeah. We saw her. We saw her. Yeah, there she is in the back. Good stuff. And my favorite line starts about minute 17. So good. I was just like, Ryan, really, dude? Save some tricks for the rest of us. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, appreciate it, man. That was really good, so. And it's always Ender. Ridiculous. But seriously, Ryan, like, I didn't, uh, no girlfriend spotters there, too, right, for his Ender? Nope. 
But how cool is that? Are you like, hey, babe, we're going to go on a trip. Yeah, yeah. Of course I'm bringing my board. Yeah, of course. You know it. And you're there. You guys are relaxing. You're having drinks. Well, what do you want to do today? Oh, I don't know. We'll go here. We'll go eat and this and that. And Ryan just spots us. Spots like, Look, babe, go to the street. Go to the street now. Babe, no, now, now, now. Block that car. Go, go. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. She's like, okay, fine. All right. Did I do good? How well did I do? Well, I didn't die and you stopped cars. Great job, babe. Yeah. So that's cool, though. So, you see, Ryan knows what's up. Get a spot or if you need it. And if you happen to have your girlfriend around, it, hey, it's better than getting hit by a car, right? So mad props to that. Well done, Ryan. And, of course, best of luck on your you know new adventure, your new journey. You know I'll be keeping an eye out. So now I'll let you guys know as soon as I see something, you know that. So that's all I've got for this week. Once again, hope you guys have a great Friday. Have a great weekend. And I'll talk to you guys next week.